Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Welcome back to the greatest podcast on fucking earth. One of the greatest. Only tied with the other podcast, Don't Blame Me. Well, I guess you produce a lot of podcasts, so like we can't say it. Well, I can say it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, my name's Megan. Who are you? <laughs> my name's Melissa Diamond-Montz. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to But Am I Wrong? This is our podcast where we read your email submissions, we talk about our own lives, and we talk about pop culture, celebrity lives, current events, and we decide who is the hero and the villain in these stories. And most often, everyone casts me as a villain because then you get to vote over on our Instagram account and uh, you will let us know who you think was the hero and the villain in all these situations. That's what this podcast is. Ethical shit talking. So, what's new with you? I, I know you're you're burning. You're what? brimming. No, to, but you... But, but like you're brimming like why don't you go first okay sure um so i got engaged this weekend (laughs) i don't know why i have to say it like i'm insufferable like i just am leaning into it a little too much but i got engaged this weekend i'm doing a whole story i am hoping by now that i've done like the engagement story time on my channel but i will give kind of like a podcast e abridged version but yeah got engaged this weekend melissa helped out with all this which I knew I knew you were doing but I'm also just like really happy for you that I got engaged because you were sitting on two bad boy pieces of information (laughs) two engagements that you were like helping coordinate Mm -hmm. and you already are working so much and so stressed about that that I'm really happy for you that you're done yeah I mean I did call about 10 nail places oh I but I was trying to get it close to where the engagement place was gonna be and you're like that's so random where are we going there but then the morning of I was like are we even gonna be able to get our nails done because someone was 30 minutes late coming to the car 15 bam 22 okay it was technically 22 minutes late it was (laughs) which is basically 30 minutes But yeah, so I was like freaking out a little bit, not because like I didn't want to get engaged at all, but just because like I wanted it to be a surprise, obviously. And like this was like the perfect level of surprise, because if it was any more of a surprise, I would have not gotten my nails done and I would have worn leggings and very minimal makeup because uh, the cover story was that we were taking my now my future sister and brother-in-law which is so weird. I mean, it's not that weird to say. Like, it's. I mean, you've been calling the Bambino your nephew the whole time. Always, so. and that's what we always have. So I was taking the cover stories that I was taking holiday, like just pictures for them for people to give to the holidays, which I've done. Like I did last year. I do. We did for Halloween. Like I always take pictures of him. And then it was, oh, we're going to have some pictures of like all of us in there, like pictures of you with him and pictures of Mots with him. So like we can give that to his parents. And it was a wonderful cover story. But the only reason why that cover story was working is because Mots thought it out very well. What is who am I not going to bail on mm-hmm. a two year old who I love more than anything in the entire world? And then how do you get me to wear makeup hanging out with him? Because I never do or a real outfit like I don't do that. 
oh, we're going to take pictures. And I was like, okay, wow, that's a great call. But yeah, so naturally when I was getting ready, because I only figured it out or I only like had an inkling, like I never figured it out fully less than like 12 hours before. And so the morning of I, I also got my rollers like stuck in my hair. So I was like sweating, like hyperventilating on FaceTime with Sydney, trying to rip my rollers out and you call and you're like, hey, I'm here. And I was like, okay, just give me, just give me two seconds. So I'm just like ripping. So like now I kind of have a little more layers in my hair because I (laughs) ripped out so much hair, but it went smoothly and um, (laughs) we got our nails done. And I think the greatest part of it is that like, People are like, oh my gosh, like that's like such a fresh manicure. Like how did Melissa convince you? And I was like, no, no, this is the perks of me being simultaneously like so curious, but also like oblivious as shit that I was like, I texted you the day before being like, hey, do you want to go get your nails done? Like, do you want to get, I need to get my nails done. Do you want to go get your nails done with me next week? And you were like, okay, how about Thursday? And I was like, sure. Yeah, that works for me. Like mine are definitely grown out, could, could probably use it before Thursday, but like I can wait till Thursday. And then you wait like five minutes and then you're like, shit, I just, I, I, there's no appointments and like, I've got work and all of that. I did manage to find a place I can take us tomorrow at 9am, but like I can cancel if that's too early. Like you played it <laughs> mm-hmm. really well. And I was like, wow, like not even thinking of it. So I was like, you know, that timing actually, I've got to <laughs> go take pictures at 1130. So if we get them done at nine, like, do you think like if it's, I could potentially make it and you're like, yeah, I'll just drop you right off. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Which I felt like that might have, I pushed it a little too far with that because. You didn't because, well, it it made it kind of click for me later on, but not because of that. Because when I was going to go take pictures, we live really close to uh, Matza's brother. And when they asked to take pictures, they were like, we'll just pick you up. And like, because we're on the way and I hate driving and they all know how much I like constantly, I will like walk over to like their house and like hang out with um, my nephew. And I will be like, will you drive me home? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't like, going. I hate driving at night, especially. I mean, that wasn't during night. So it didn't like when he had suggested, like he'll pick me up or pick us up. And then Mott's like on our group thread was like, actually, I'm golfing. I'll just meet you there. He was like, okay, well, I'll still pick you up. And I was like, oh, great. That's so convenient. Thank you. And then like, similarly, when you were like, I'll just like drop you off. And I was like, oh, I love that everybody knows me and like knows I don't <laughs> want to drive. And then when I was laying in bed the night before, or I think it was the next morning, I was like working it out where I was like, here's the thing. Like it like could just as equally be like, oh, no one wants you to have your car because like you're getting engaged and like, this is going to be a whole surprise. But also I'm like, they also all know, I just like really fucking hate yeah. like driving and parking in LA when I'm in a time crunch. So that like did not push it. The thing that gave me the indication, which like if you didn't say this, I would have come to the same conclusion three hours later and I would have been like way more stressed was that you were like, I and we always do this where it was like, if we're going somewhere, you will be like, I'm going to wear a real outfit or I'm not going to wear a real Mm -hmm. outfit. I've done that with like Sydney and Jerry since we were like in middle school. Like I always coordinate with like, what are we wearing with people? And you were like, I've got stuff to do after. So like, I'm going to wear like a cute outfit. And I was like, oh, I guess I also have to wear a cute outfit because I'm taking pictures afterwards. And I like, I'm looking off to the side because we're on FaceTime. And then I turned back and I was like, or because I'm getting engaged tomorrow and your face unaffected. You're like, no, I just have to wear an outfit tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then I hung up and I was like, okay, am I? Am I not? So it was the perfect amount of knowing without, like if I had known that and I mean, hey, full circle, because we talked about this before when I kind of spoiled the original or Mott's fucking spoiled the original mm-hmm. date he was going to do that. 
if my cortisol levels were at where they were at on Saturday morning for an entire fucking week, I would have died. Like my heart would have stopped. Like that was just the right amount of time. It was enough anxiety to get me to like actually wash my hair and like wash my bangs in the sink and like do my hair and like put makeup on, wear waterproof mascara, like do all of that. But it wasn't, oh, I have a week leading up to this. And then like everything I do is like going to stress me out so much. So that's what it is. It was so much fun, though, just being in on the secret. I'm but glad. like knowing Because even when we were, when I was waiting for you in the car, Mods was parked just down the street. He was waiting oh. for you to get in the Oh, car. yeah. He told me that yeah. when you're picking up at my, our place. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I literally just sat in the car waiting. Yeah. And he was like, the greatest thing that he said was like, the best part of all of this is that like, I never wear my glasses and I'm so blind. He's mm-hmm. like, so like, we can like, you can miss a lot of shit. Yeah. So I was texting him in the car. I was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to get our nails done. I'm kind of freaking out. But then I had to like double down and make sure all my messages were making sure that he his texts weren't coming through on my phone. And so I had changed his name oh, on my phone because my so, I, you know, my phone was out when we yeah. were driving because I need to use the navigation and stuff. So it was just like, wow, uh, you were on top of it. You mm-hmm. thought of everything. <laughs> so I'm really happy. And if anyone's been following and hearing this, like the only request I had when we got engaged was that if someone took pictures, it was my friend Taylor. Mm-hmm. And if she wasn't available, I didn't want anyone else to take pictures because it would have felt weird because like it's an intimate time yeah and it's like some just random person and like she's taken she took our pot all of our podcast Mm -hmm. pictures she took my book photos and she also took photos for my movie and that's like how I met her so it's like these three massive milestones in my life like she's photographed them and they are in her words like career milestones for her Mm -hmm. that she was like I has she's always told me like if you want a photographer there for your engagement like I will do anything to like be there like I would love that and like she also like knows Mots and like so it just is so much you know like so much better because we took pictures afterwards too Mm -hmm. and that wouldn't have been fun if it was like some random person you know yeah or if she was like you know she's like also recently engaged so like that was a fun yeah so like that was like a fun part of it too but yeah so that was my update the ring is stunning it is I'm it's a rock it's a fucking rock it's The Rock. It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> and I I'm a, I literally stared at it and Mops would like text me during the day being like, how's my girl doing? And then I just send like wellness check, just pictures of the ring. To <laughs> like we're so obnoxious. Uh, but I love it. Yeah. I saw somebody made a comment on your Instagram said, was Melissa there? Because that is a diamond. <gasps> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I love that. I feel like that's both of our updates, <laughs> honestly. Because <laughs> yeah, but- I, I mean, just from my perspective, after it had happened the first time that it was spoiled, yeah, it was like okay this weekend and okay this weekend, and then I was, and then he's like, okay, we've got it. It's gonna be on the fourth, and I put my calendar. You know, do not schedule anything. And then I was trying to figure out like a good way to do the nails thing because I was trying to look. But then I was like, I can't spoil this, but maybe it'll maybe it'll be okay. (laughs) But then you gave me the perfect. Yeah, I just. Yeah. Fucking. And also, I think about it, too, with like the last time where every time I've brought it up and I thought that was going to be the clear indicator, except Sydney was the one who when she got engaged, she was like you need to because she was like just having fun with new nails because mm-hmm. and that stuff because she picks her cuticles and she was telling me she's like you need to start getting like tips or acrylics or gel x or something because it'll like to help you stop picking your face which it definitely 
without a doubt does. And she was like, you need to start doing that. And also you need to start doing it because like you should have your nails done all the time because like that's like why she half the reason she started getting hers done all the time was because she knew she was going to be getting engaged mm-hmm. at some point. And she was the one who was like, do this. And she like had no timing knowledge of when it was going to happen specifically. Yeah. But I was like, good fucking job because I didn't get my nails done for like two and a half years straight. Yeah. And then like within the last, I don't know, month, I've been mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to start getting my nails done again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mats and I had a phone call. We'd originally talked about this your birthday weekend, but. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I did wonder if it was going to happen. Like the two days that like I wondered was that weekend, my mm-hmm. birthday trip. And then the only other time that I was like convinced and I like couldn't bring it up was our anniversary. Mm. And it didn't. No. It was fun, though. Like, Mm -hmm. I liked that. Like, there isn't really so much of that anymore when you're in, like, a long-term relationship. Like, kind of similarly to, like, when you first start dating someone, you're like, oh, my God, I really hope he's going to kiss me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if he's going to feel me up. Like, I really want, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing. So it was nice. And Sydney said the same thing with her. She was like, it's kind of, like, cute because you're like, never, ever do you feel that again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's sweet. So. So I'm just really happy for you both. We're stoked. Yeah. I'm so happy. Especially since the first time I met, I thought y'all were fucking yep. and you weren't. So, you know, I was able to spot the sparks early on. Imagine if like, I think everybody who is like known us from work for pre-dating, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone is like surprised. Yeah. I think everyone's like, yep, this checks out. Would have been yeah. weirder if you never got together. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting. I'm happy. Yeah. But if you want to see more just pictures of my ring or just like me really leaning into um, being obnoxious and engaged. My Instagram is where it's at and hopefully by now YouTube. How long do you want the engagement to be? Well, here's the piping hot tea. I don't know how if I what I would even want to do for a potential wedding. Weddings are so fucking expensive. To me, it seems like it would just make me like a ball of anxiety. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I would get really overwhelmed And I'm not someone who's comfortable spending, like, a huge amount Mm -hmm. of money on one day. I also don't really want to spend, like, I don't know, half as much. If it's, like, let's say I'm not spending $100,000 on a wedding. We're spending $50,000. And you're also trying to buy a house, That's what I mean. So it's, like, so we have to figure – so we want to get a house first, without a doubt. And then I also have to get surgery. I have to figure Mm -hmm. out how much insurance is going to cover of that. And then – see where financially like where we would be how much we'd be comfortable spending and the only reason why people have these like massively large weddings is because their parents Mm -hmm. pay for it and I think that like we have that expectation of a lot of people and like I don't foresee two people who would be like paying for it themselves I just don't see us doing something really big unless like insurance covers my entire surgery and we get a house that like is decently under budget but I've always wanted kind of like a longer engagement I don't want to think about it like yeah just remember I am ordained so we could do it anytime I know that I know that is you just know that is in my mind but the amount of wedding planners have like already messaged me and I like I love the idea of a wedding like I love attention mm-hmm. like I love pretty things I love an aesthetic but everyone I know who has done it has said that like it's so stressful and I just don't want to have that on. I don't even want to think about that until all yeah. of my other all financial other decisions are, yeah. are makes sense. Done-so. And that is smart. It's yeah. very smart. Yeah, because it's a lot of money to spend on one fucking day. Mm-hmm. And then when you put wedding in front of anything, yeah. the price just goes up exponentially. Also, I've been to so many fucking weddings. Like, I don't th- I think that I have a different perspective on it than a lot of people who like 
get engaged and have only been to like one or two weddings or haven't really been to a lot. Like I've been to a lot of nice weddings. I've been Mm -hmm. to a lot of shitty weddings and none of them were worth the amount of money they cost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as like a guest. So we'll see. Should we go over and see what the results are from the last episode? Sure. If you want to go and vote who you think was wrong, keyword wrong, on this episode, head over to our Instagram stories. These episodes come out on Thursday and I put up the voting on Friday. So you have time to listen to the episode and vote. I think that the learning curve, I think it's getting better. Mm -hmm. Don't do it under the influence. Like, don't do it as fast as possible. Like, pay attention. Just like, you know, real voting. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No exactly. But I will be even more specific as it goes on. The first is me versus the media holding men accountable. And the primary example was John Legend, Legend and Chrissy Teigen. I will say her name as it is meant to be said. Um. And overwhelmingly majority said the media, like 98 0.9%. Yeah, let I me mean, it looks like 99 for me. The next one is me versus Rebecca at US Bank and Rebecca Rebecca is the new <laughs> Rachel and um she is the one who slid into my DMs after Kyle Rittenhouse saying that I should be shipped off to an island to starve. <laughs> and I messaged uh US Bank asking is this representative of your employees. And overwhelmingly I would also say that the votes were for Rebecca was wrong. Definitely a little some, some in the middle. Some me, which I think a lot of people said was an accident. But yeah, I'm keeping track of those of you who don't message and say you voted wrong, who don't vote for me. I'm petty. Just know it. All right. The next one was writer number one versus the mom who wanted access to the writer's college information. And I'd say like 96% said the mom was wrong. Yeah, I agree. Next, we have writer number two versus the boyfriend and his mom who intruded on an- their anniversary And overwhelmingly, from what I can see, it's like 99% say the boyfriend and his mom, as it should be. Anytime that people like don't vote that way, I'm like, are you a mother-in-law who would have done this? And if we have people in that age bracket, great. I know. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. The next one, writer number three versus not telling the girlfriend of her quote unquote friend that he non-consensually touched her and this one yeah a little surprising for me 70 percent said the writer is not wrong for not telling her yeah so I mean I think this is there's this like faux feminism kind of thing that's like you know you gotta hold these people you ought to you have to hold men account like go to court for every like rape case, sexual assault case, like you have to report everything in that where it's like not necessarily considering what the it's like the people who harass Lady Gaga for not naming her abuser, Mm -hmm. where it's like, well, no, that's not like a disservice to women. What you are doing is a disservice to women, which is invalidate making their like trauma a like PSA message or like a learning moment for other people or an example when Mm -hmm. in reality, like that doesn't have to be if you that don't want it to have be. to be if you don't want it to be. Also, that drudges up more trauma for yourself. Yeah, without a doubt. Next, we have writer number four versus the colleague with an attitude. And this was the colleague who the writer said in her words, referred to her as dressing homeless mm-hmm. and implied that she's bipolar and then told uh, their boss. So like 80 percent said the writer is wrong, mm-hmm. which Yeah, I'm glad 
again, this is like the similar to the other one where I'm like, we're all like pro mental health conversations mm-hmm. and that stuff until it's, you know, like you can't be like keyboard or like TikTok psychologist. Like right. you can't do that kind of stuff. So the next one we have wrong of the week, a.k.a. Rachel of the week, a.k.a. Rebecca of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Bruce Scroder. What a name. Scrotum. <laughs> the judge that was in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial versus ju- the judicial system who's wrong. Like 99% said the judge. He is a piece of shit and terrible at his job. That's what you put. Yep. And wasn't there, you pointed out somebody, did uh-huh. they make, did they say they made a mistake? Oh, no. So don't worry. So the two options I gave here, which is, I think I'm going to have to start doing for every single one. It was either the judge, he's a piece of shit and is terrible at his job, or the judge isn't wrong. I love the judge and Kyle Rittenhouse, and I'm a raging racist Republican. And so someone voted that. And a couple people did. I think one or I think someone else like mentioned like, oh, holy shit. Like, I'm so sorry. Like my finger slipped. And then another girl, she voted that. And her bio was a little like, hmm. And then I went and, uh, you know, first name, last name, saw the Facebook. And uh, I don't know if we've discovered Rebecca. You mean Rachel? Rachel, yes. Mm -hmm. Words weren't really her strong suit, which Rachel's words are not. I would not say like linguistics is her forte. Mm Mm-hmm. She's not a wordsmith. No, exactly. And her Facebook was like, stop the mandates, thin blue line, blue lives matter, Kyle Rittenhouse, fuck BLM, all of that. So then I I cross-referenced before I blew up her spot. Got it. But I I knew you would. Oh, yeah. I always, that's like when people are like, that you don't know. And I'm like, no, like, come on. Like Mm -hmm. the only times that I've like, I will message someone privately if like someone said something or like liked a comment that like it doesn't seem to align with their views. And I'll be like, can I can I double checking to see again if you have like blue hair and a nose ring and I can like d- dig on one of your social medias like really quickly, like if it's not hard for me to see that you are not a raging Republican, like then I assume it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the other wrong of the week, Rachel of the week. Dave Portnoy versus human decency. So the two options were Dave Portnoy, he is the fucking worst. And then the other option was Dave isn't wrong. I love him and I'm be chill with sexism, assault, anti-Semitism, transphobia, and homophobia. Overwhelming, Dave Portnoy is in the wrong. But yeah, I guess we have some barstool girlies who don't fully think that because I'm pretty sure we have, yeah, we've got at least one that fully voted for him not being wrong. I don't totally remember if they had said that it was an accident. But uh, a couple people in the halfway point. And yeah, Barstool has like a chokehold on women with intense internalized misogyny who think that they're supporting women. You know, hmm. it's hard. Internalized misogyny, like it's an, it's an unavoidable thing that you have to unlearn at some point in your life. Like it's just yeah. you fucking have to. Yeah. Just like racism. Like, that's what the patriarchy and, uh, you know, white supremacy is. You can't fucking avoid it. So that is the voting. If you want to go vote for this episode again, head on over to the Instagram. It'll be there tomorrow if you're listening to this on Thursday. And it's only up for 24 hours. So do it. Please do it. And and really pay attention. (laughs) Pay attention and listen to the episode first. Yes. Well, should we get into But Are We Wrong? First up, um, we're going to discuss the things that have happened in our lives in the last, since the last time we recorded and if we were right or wrong. And I am going to talk about engagements. So this is something that actually came up 
in the summer first and then has come up again, which is the controversy and like the different sides of, you know, trying on rings before you get engaged. I first tried on rings over the summer and I made a TikTok about it and I got a lot of people being like, well, that ruins the entire point of the proposal. And I was like, well, no, the proposal is um, to get engaged, to get married. So that doesn't (laughs) ruin anything. Mm -hmm. And I personally would so much rather know that I'm uh, getting a ring that I really like. First of all, we've had so many people who've called and like, don't blame me, who like don't like their ring. Mm -hmm. We've seen that in the Facebook group so many times of people who like really don't like their ring and the amount of stress, like I've talked to Mox before recording this because I wanted to get his insight. And he was like, I would have like obviously asked you what you wanted and I would have like listened. But like also like sales associates could have convinced me to get you something else or like told me that like I'm not an expert in that. So I kind of would have deterred like referred to them or deferred to them. And that would cause me so much like stress and anxiety of like trying to pick something out, not knowing if you're going to like it, that like that heightens all of it. And then potentially thinking, from every moment forward that you don't really like it. It's not what you would have picked for yourself. And like, it's so much easier on both of us if I just like know what you want. So yeah, I mean, I guess that's what mine is that like, I also have no issue with people who like want it to be a surprise, like Mm -hmm. who want their ring to be a surprise. And for people who are like, well, doesn't that ruin the surprise? Not to get into like all the intricacies of this, but like you can't, like I never tried on my ring like at all. Like they don't have these size they don't have like your everyone's ring size there and every ring every ring I tried on was in silver I only tried on a couple of bands in gold I didn't try on the size band that I wanted in gold like the thinness of the band and the same thing with like the diamonds like the the ones that I tried on everything was like way smaller because they don't have rings with this like carrot size in store when we were there and so the only time I had like a sense of it was one that was also smaller than this like that's in like a clasp that's like not a real ring that's like a fake ring and so you're just like holding it up to kind of look what it is so there is still surprise there but yeah I just like hate this whole concept of people who are like your root like this is not what engagements are supposed to be like it's supposed to be a surprise and again an engagement the fact that you're getting engaged should not be a surprise. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're going to get married should not be a surprise. That is a big, 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 big red flag. But I think that like, yeah, having something that you know you like and that your partner like knows that you like and you're excited about, nothing wrong with that at all. I don't know. I guess what I think is like if if the whole success of your like future marriage and your relationship is riding on the fact that like it's a surprise and that you're like going off on the wrong foot, like you probably shouldn't get married to no. begin with. No, agree. Plan it out. It's something that's going to be sitting on your finger for hopefully the rest of your life yeah and if your partner like doesn't care if you don't if you like don't like that to me is like a red flag Mm -hmm. you know yeah but also if you like want it to be a total surprise awesome but like stop shaming people who are like no i know what i like Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that also again have you seen the fucking bachelor like those rings come on this is what happens and like they're still given guidance I'm waiting for the day that, like, Neil Lane, like, gives one of the bachelors, like, a giant fucking solitaire rock. And we're like, okay, we know who the favorite is. But I don't (laughs) think it'll happen. So what have you done? What have you done? Well, well, well. So some family members of mine got into a little... A tussle? Verbal tussle. I was going to say that. (laughs) I love that audio. Well, you girls know how you you like to tussle. (laughs) A little verbal tussle. So one person called another person to complain about something 
And the other person laughed in their face <gasps> because they thought it was a joke, but it wasn't a joke. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> and they hurt the other person's feelings immensely. And then the other person told me and another family member about it. And then both me and the other family member confronted the laugher. Was the laugher out of line? Yes. Oh, okay. But also it was funny. It was funny, but it's it like was, you yeah. got like that. And the thing is, I'm usually the one that is mean and calling people out. Mm -hmm. And I was actually, I was like, I need to be more cognizant of this person's emotional feelings. So mm -hmm. I was actually being the nice one. Wow. I know. And then everyone else was being a little bit more mean about it, which is out of character for them. So more impactful, felt, maybe. Right. Right. I like that. I, you switch it up. Yeah. You're switching, switching switch positions. And so we told the laugher and then the laugher apologized to the other person, but in a way that it was clear that we had oh, told them about God. it. And so the person with the hurt feelings came back to us and was like, who told? Show yourselves. And a text message. And then we both took a picture of ourselves and then put it in the group chat. But was I wrong for telling? No, here's the thing. I think that like if someone's feelings are hurt and they like are searching for an apology, if you are like looking for an apology and the apology hasn't already come, like you kind of have to know the fact that like someone's going to have to probe that apology out. And if you want an apology, that's how you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. So like you can't be mad how you get the apology because if it didn't naturally come, it's not going to fucking come. Yeah. And so like, you know, I, just like I, orgasms, it, truly, truly, if you don't put it, it's, just, it's not going to come. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't I don't think it's wrong. I do fucking hate, though, when like you will like tell someone that it's like, hey, don't say that I said anything like this, but like you did hurt their feelings like or like something they could really mm -hmm. use an apology. And that person is like, oh, yeah, for sure. And then like just goes into it. And I'm like, no acting. There's you're not playing the part at all. Like, right. come on. Like, that is one where you're like, fucking shit. Like, because you go out of your way to like, mm -hmm. be aware of everybody's feelings and then kind of like, do the synchronized dance of it all. And like, you know, not do it. So it's so obvious to the other person. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, so we're just, we're, we're just leaving it all out there right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see how it is. I mean, I thought it was pretty funny, but I was, you know, trying to be more level so I wouldn't come off as mean. I need to have a little bit of a delay in my immediate react. Like before I'm going to like give my full reaction, like I need to make sure that not only is this like a safe place, but mm -hmm. like you're not kidding or like you are kidding. Like, you know, you got to let that moment sit before yeah. you just burst out laughing to what somebody says. Yes. But yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Thank you. And like, I'm proud of you. Look at you being nice. I know. We have our moments. Very rare, mm -hmm. but they're there. All right, now it is time for But Are You Wrong? And this is when you guys write in and then we decide if you're wrong or not. If you want to submit your own in, give us an email. 250 words or less summary of the situation. Let us know, like, you know, the pronouns and everything. And also, we beg of you to read it out loud after, like, before you send it, after you write it. So if there's anything grammatically incorrect or it sounds weird or just any more it needs more clarity because we read them for the first time on air to have like our first time reactions and it can get kind of hard and we have to basically correct what you're saying okay so the cast of characters and pronouns for this one me in this reverse to she her sister-in-law she her husband he him 
I am trying to figure out if my feelings are justified. The too long didn't read version is my sister-in-law is planning her wedding for basically my wedding anniversary. Two days different. Just to note, I'm married to her brother. She isn't my biological sister. My sister-in-law is not engaged. She decided a few months ago that she was getting married and barreled ahead without her partner's input. Oh, my God. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. She even went and tried on $15,000 engagement rings and sent pictures to her partner multiple times. She went alone or with her friends to do this. My sister-in-law has strong middle child syndrome. I find her behavior irritating and her family enables her. That was fine until last week when she suddenly changed her original wedding date to be three months later on basically my wedding anniversary. She was a bridesmaid in my wedding and she made everything about her, so I have a lot of buried resentment. She's also ring-shamed me, which really hurt my feelings. I never told my husband about it. She ruined the shower my mother-in-law threw for my husband's side of the family, acted like a spoiled brat at my bachelorette, and bought her bridesmaid's dress two sizes too small on purpose and told me it didn't fit the week before the wedding. Coupled with some other things that always seem to happen at the same time as our wedding stuff, my husband has since admitted that he felt like we were often afterthoughts. He is the youngest and is upset that he can never just have something. It always has to be overtaken by someone else, usually his sister. Am I justified in being furious about her choice in wedding date or am I letting everything that has happened in the past cloud my judgment? Does having the same wedding anniversary matter or am I overreacting? My husband has admitted that the date upsets him, but he's a peacemaker. I would never say anything. The fact that my quiet, mild-mannered husband feelings were slash are hurt by his family puts me into full-on rage mode. Think golden retriever, husband, and rabid coyote wife. LOL. I'm trying to figure out what to do with these feelings. I can't talk to my husband about it too much because I don't want to shit talk his family to him. I'm a sensitive Virgo, so please tell me the truth, but in a nice way. Thanks in advance. And I obviously have the pod. The Facebook group has given me some amazing advice. And I'm so grateful for the safe and supportive community y'all have built for us. So kind. Okay, so I'm deducing that her wedding was last year. Because I think that if you're pissed that you're going to share, like, basically the same wedding anniversary. I don't know. Wait, you mean who? The writer. Oh, the writer, yeah. So, like, if it's, like, you got married last year. But also, she's not even engaged yet. I think she she's engaged. She In her head? <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, has she, like, put deposits down for the wedding? Like, is, like, the way that the right, like, she's talking about this, as it's, like, the wedding is happening. Yeah, so it I sounds know. like he never proposed, but, like, they're getting married. Does he know this? I guess so. <laughs> but, like, my... Does he agree? <laughs> I know. He's, is he going to be there? Right. Is he going to show up? She sent pictures, but he hasn't got a ring. She's planning this wedding that she doesn't even know if it's actually going to even happen. Yeah, it's like window shopping. Yeah. But <laughs> actually her putting cart down... Out. Yeah. Money, Save I the guess. dates. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is, like, super hypothetical. I think also her pushing it three months later totally could be like intentional but also could maybe be because like she's actually not even engaged yet so like the date might keep pushing I think I would probably I don't know again I'm not married so like I don't know that like significance of like the wedding dates I would get if it was last year and like you still have like all of those like those feelings but I think if it was like five years ago I don't know maybe I I don't know much about like I'm not good with dates in general but I would assume it would be less of like a haha fuck you but I think if you got married last year and she's purpose I think then she's purposely doing it this date like two days before for that reason you know what I mean I'm like there's 365 days in a year and she has all those days to pick from 364 other days to pick from all those other days and why why is she picking this day I think she's totally wrong in this. Like, she can pick 
any other day of the year. I fully agree. Year. I just wouldn't remember my friend's wedding anniversary unless it was like the year before. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I think. I'm like, I think that like, if it was, re- if it was recent, then she would, I wouldn't remember. But out of all the days in the year, she just happens to pick that one day. It's technically not the day. It's two days before or after. Whatever. It's still in the same. It is. I mean, truthfully, I don't think she's even gonna get married on this day. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think like you're not wrong for like being upset, but I, I, I mean, she also seems so obsessed with herself, which doesn't make it hurt any less that it might not be malicious that she chose that day, but that your wedding, this, I don't mean this at all. I'm cosplaying as her, that your wedding was so unimportant to her because it was all about her that she doesn't even remember what day it was. Like, that's just as fucking hurtful yeah. as someone who like intentionally picks it right around the same date mm-hmm. as you. So I think that that to me would seem a little bit more likely, but I also think it's highly unlikely that she's going to get engaged like at this time. Cause like pushing it three months, you know, you're not engaged yet. Like I I get it. I get why you're pushing it. Fucking wild. I can't believe you had to make her. I mean, it doesn't seem like you wanted to make her a bridesmaid, but like that sucks. Well, the, the next one that I picked is also wedding related. Hi, ladies. So one of my best friends got engaged in May 2019. I am close with her and her husband, so I helped him plan the engagement party. They ended up being a couple that had to change their plans due to COVID. They were originally set to get married in June 2020, but decided to push the big ceremony and reception, about 200 people, back until May 2021. However, they still got officially married in June 2020 at their church with the reception at her parents' house, about 100 people invited. Needless to say, we had two weddings to attend for them, both out of state. A few weeks before their second wedding, her husband reached out to see if I would be available on the anniversary of their engagement. He wanted to reenact the engagement and have friends there to stand in for her family. I told him I was busy and couldn't come knowing full well I wasn't. I couldn't see the point in this and didn't think it's a big deal if I sat out. At this point, they were already married for almost a year and had already helped to plan the actual engagement, but I was wrong. The next day, my friend texted our group chat thanking those of you that could make it and telling them how grateful she was for their friendship. It was clear that she was pissed that I didn't go, so much so that my other friend in the chat called me to ask if I was okay. I was there for and helped plan their first engagement. I attended the first wedding and was in the second official wedding. Am I wrong for not going to the reenactment of their engagement? What is this? The Civil War? This Why are you reenacting so your engagement? This is so much. In front of other people. I'm sorry. That is like the stupidest thing I've literally ever so fucking dumb. heard. Like these are two people who are already married. These people have already attended the wedding and you're gathering two around weddings. for him to get down on one knee and pretend to propose again. I'm just picturing all their faces just like that, like cringy smile clapping like, huh, what the fuck are we doing here? Why? And Why? in front of all these other people, that's not even like a vow. Renew- you know what just I mean? Just call it an engage- uh, anniversary party. And then the reenactment part is what gets me. I'm sorry. You have to tell me there was at least a ring upgrade. If he just like took, if she took off her existing ring and then did she take off her wedding band? Like, did she just put on like, what? This is weird. It's so fucking weird. Also, you were standing, they said you're standing, quote unquote, in place of family. So he would have done like, none of this makes sense. None, none, absolutely none. And like, if someone's going to do this, like if someone reached out to me and said that they were like going to do this, I would be like, I'm sorry, you have to explain to me what the fuck this is. Because Mm -hmm. like, 
this sounds so stupid. No, I'm not going to go. Like, that's like secondhand embarrassment cringe. But like, if you need me to be there and you need this to be important, like you need to you need to sell it to me because this is stupid as fuck. Yeah. What is this? I don't think they even know what this is. No. Like, are there pictures? Are is everyone actors? Like, what <laughs> you should have hired actors. Yes. Like, what was the reactions? Like, how do you respond to? I can't. That's like, I can imagine like other people are around who like aren't in this group and who see it and are like, oh my god, congratulations! Actually, no, we were, we we've already been married for a year, and it's like, what? Like, at least do this at a restaurant or like at a hotel and like try and get a room upgrade. But why? That's what I mean. Like, what's the, like, at least that it's like a financial bonus. Like you want to get like a free dessert. You want to get some free spring rolls. You want to get like a bump up to a suite. But like here, what? This is so dumb. This has got to be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life. As somebody who got engaged this weekend, I th- I agree. This is the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> okay. We are going to take a quick break. Um, We're going to digest that and uh, we'll be back. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my 
beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have three tins four shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... You know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's 
quoted from Town and Country saying, it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you. And listed it as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said, part time travel romance, part spy thriller, and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> when I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns, but that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. back from our break the reenacting of the engagement is still as stupid as it was <laughs> before the break okay this one i have so many thoughts but i like also have i'm just okay i'm just not even gonna say anything hi megan and melissa i'm gonna get right into it so buckle up i love when it starts like that in August of 2021, one of my best friends, we're calling this person G, she, her, 20 years old, and I, she, her, 22 years old, had a threesome with my older brother's friend. Please, you should have worded this, a friend of my older brother. <laughs> I don't need to see. We had a threesome with my older brother's friend. He, him, 26 years old, who I had hooked up with in the recent past. It all started off as a joke, but then it ended up actually happening, but we didn't want to tell our other best friend, P, she, her, 20 years old, about it until after it happened because we were afraid of her judgment based on past experiences sharing intimate experiences with her. She caught us in a lie about not being with each other that day before we were able to see her in person together to tell her, and she got really mad that we hid it from her. She also claimed that we now will always be closer than she can ever be with us, and it makes her fear, feel weird to think about us together in any way. We understand that we shouldn't have lied about it, but we feel bad and we feel bad that we hurt her. But we also feel like it isn't fair that she's so mad because we don't owe her every detail of our private lives. She's been very judgmental about it, making jokes and saying some negative things about it as well. I understand she probably feels a little excluded, but in this three-way friendship, we've gone through different phases of two people being closer with each other than the third one. And this is her first time being on the outside of it. Are we wrong for not telling her beforehand? This is a weird situation. I know, because here's the thing. Like, has she expressed sexual interest in either of you? Because, like, I cannot fathom, like, Sydney having a threesome with, like, one of our other friends and then being jealous. I'd be, like, fucking glad that wasn't me. I don't want to fuck you. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's also, like... This isn't about friendship. That you two sit, you and the brother friends sit down and we're, like... We want to fuck her, so let's talk this out and figure out how to get her in our throuple. Like, how did how did this even come along? I know that's not what you're asking, but how did this even become? You mean how did the girl, like the two friends, hook up with each other? How did we all three get in into the situation? I don't know the way you're talking about this and the fact that like this other friend is like shamed you guys for it. It doesn't sound like this was your first like 
sexual experience of this nature. True. So it seems like it was, you know, parties who have been who have done these things kind of before, potentially on the table before. I just think that like you're I would never be jealous of my friends for having sex with each other if I didn't want to have sex with my friends. Yeah. So it's like, does she want to maybe to be closer to her? She has sex with each of you individually. Yeah. I'm like, this is not a friendship <laughs> issue. Like, and like, the it's, fact a, that sex it's issue. a sex issue. And like yeah. the fact that like, not you, like the third friend who's like, I'm feeling left out. Mm. It's like, okay. okay. <laughs> like, so you, you can't pose this as a friend issue, my dude. No. Like, this is a sex thing. And like, you're feeling jealous and you don't, you're feeling like upset that like we're closer because we've had sex. Yes. Would you like to change that? Would you like to have sex? And also, like, I don't think you guys want to have sex. She sounds really fucking... She, she sounds shamey and weird and annoying, but it sounds like maybe the shame is coming from some internalized issues. Like, she wants in. She she does. Mm-hmm. She wants in, but she doesn't want to admit that. So she would be like, no, none... Well, like, it's like when people are like, okay, I have a crush on this guy, but, like, you can't have him. Like, even though I don't like him, like, you can't date him. It's one of those things of being like, well, you guys can have sex with each other. Because, like, I mean, I don't want to have sex with you, but, like, you can't have sex with each other. And it's like, well, why the fuck not? Yeah. Also, like, you don't have to feel bad about, like, lying to her. Like, you do not owe anyone this at all. Like, if you have sex with a friend... That sexual relationship and, like, what you do, like, even if you have sex as friends, like, that does change the expectations of, like, what you share with your other friends. Mm -hmm. Because, like, this is, like, an intimate sexual partner that you've had. And, like, that is not information that your other friends need to know. It's not like you went to coffee without the other one and then lied about it. Right. Like, you do not owe her to tell you that you, like, fucked. Just fuck her. (laughs) Like, literally. I want everyone to fuck. Yeah, I would be like, I'd fucking be like, are you happy now? Yeah. Do you feel left out now? <laughs> because like, the, yeah, she's not doing a good job of hiding that that's what she wants. Yeah. Because like, it's clear. So, I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> oh. oh. I'm stuck on it. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. Hey, y'all. So a little backstory. My mom, she, her, left me in Cali when she moved with my stepdad and other siblings. I would go and visit, though, for a while until I was 18. Okay, so I'm married to a man in a wheelchair from birth. Back in 2020, my stepdad's mom posted on Facebook about how essential oils can heal anything, even, and I quote, help someone walk again if they were in a wheelchair. This caused a huge fight between my in-laws, family, and me. My mom and I stopped talking after this, after some terrible things were said and done, all publicly on Facebook. Cut to my husband going into the hospital for something severe, and all I wanted was my mom to be around, so I forgave her and reached out. We've been talking almost every day since and have repaired our relationship somewhat. Now here's why I'm writing. I was telling a friend about this and they said I was being a pushover for letting my mother back in my life and I should have never reached out. Was I wrong for reaching out? I mean, my instinct is no, No. but it's also like, I think the only time where I would be like, no, that was wrong is if there wasn't like a conversation, like if your husband was not on board and like that was incredibly hurtful to him while he was in the hospital for something for to be, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But I think that like if it was something that like he w- wanted as well and like was okay with and that was a conversation because like you don't forget that shit. You yeah, know? you don't forget it but 
yeah, if he was fine with it, and especially if you're going through something and you needed the support and your mom was who you wanted to support you and you needed her to be there for you, then no, I don't think that's being a pushover when you're going through something traumatic. And especially as it relates to the same thing that Mm -hmm. the issues stemmed from, like, I would think that, like, if you reached out and her reaction was similar to, like, the comments that she posted on your stepmom's or your stepdad's mom's Facebook post, you guys wouldn't be talking now. Right. You know, like, that's like if she had came to the hospital and was like, here's some essential oils, he'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, definitely not. But if she was what you needed at that time and she provided what you needed, then I don't think you were wrong. And I think your friend was wrong for saying that. Yeah. If you're like, if your husband is like, was very okay with it and cool with it. And there was like communication between the two of you, either pre or post and like sense all of that, then he's the one who was like truly hurt. You can be hurt by proxy by like what she said, like on the beha- on behalf of your husband, but he's the one who was like actually really hurt in these things. And if he was okay with it, then your friend d- has no say in it. And also, like, not to, like, cut your mom more slack, but it was your stepdad's mom who posted the Facebook status, and it seemed like your mom engaged in similar Mm -hmm. rhetoric. But, yeah, I don't think think you were wrong. Well, that is uh, it for the But Are You Wrong segment. So, again, if you want to send us your own, send us an email on butamiwrongpod at gmail.com. Let us know, and we will tell you if you're the hero or the villain. All right, so now it is time for our Rachel of the Week, Wrong of the Week. But are they wrong? But are they wrong? Where we pick something that's happening in pop culture or in the news, anything that we decide that we think is an issue right now. Mm -hmm. Is yours, like, serious? Yeah. Okay, mine is so fucking frivolous, so I'm glad that we're starting with yours and ending with mine. Mine is serious, and I know I've been talking politics for the last couple weeks for this segment, but it's the Democratic Party. Controversial. Is it? Well, I guess... No, it's not. Yeah, I guess it depends on people. Yeah. First of all, I am just tired. I'm tired (laughs) of politics as it is, but unfortunately, that's the way that politics work. We're going to start with the abortion thing that's up. I already talked about how term limits need to be a thing. But they tweeted out, like, the Democratic Party, whatever, the Twitter page tweeted out, vote. We voted. Democrats run the House Mm -hmm. and Senate. We have a Democratic president. What? What are we supposed to vote on? Yep. Controversial statement. Ruth Bader Ginsburg should have stepped down. Yeah. We've talked, I mean, we've talked (laughs) about this offline before this Yeah. She should have stepped down. Um. I mean, Hillary Clinton was, she's right about so many things. It just, it aggravates me so much. And then we've got our president who, he was not our first choice or second choice. (laughs) No way. (laughs) (laughs) But like, he's doubling down on like Trump's immigration policies. And I'm just like, I'm just tired and angry i'm like get rid of the fucking filibuster let's there's just so many things that i think that we should be focused on and we're going to lose seats when the next election comes up we probably won't control one of the houses and i'm just like or the house or the senate i'm just like can y'all get the shit together like yeah can you please get your shit together and like fix it from the inside Mm -hmm. out because like that is the problem that like we have the the Democratic Party is it, it's not cohesive and it's not really liberal yeah. at all. 
And it is our country, like the there are so many loud voices of like really alt-right conservative Republicans that like it feels like that the in my opinion, the Democratic Party has to get has had to get more and more moderate mm-hmm. to kind of I mean, that's why we have the president we have because yeah. it needed to be moderate because we had to pull in yeah. those Republicans that didn't want a very liberal president so it's just yeah and i get annoyed specifically with like very far incredibly liberal people like during the election times who are like i'm not voting Mm -hmm. because like i don't like either candidate i'm not going to let these kinds of i don't want any of this sort of stuff and then that becomes we know based on like the electoral college and everything like we know that our country is not predominantly republican Mm -hmm. but we know that the system is set up that it makes it so much easier for Republicans to be in power. And if you as like a liberal person are like, I'm not participating in this system, as if that is going to make the system crumble and not just uphold it continually for like what it is. But yeah, it is really, really frustrating. And also it's frustrating because it's not surprising that like, yeah, we have an old white dude in the White House with a Democratic Party that is predominantly made up of older white dudes Mm -hmm. who had to appease conservatives and are just playing the role of a president. And And like, stop. Truly, I think until we have a little a liberal woman Mm -hmm. at the helm who didn't come from a moderate background and any of that, like, I think that until we have like a person whose origins and political beliefs align more with an AOC and specifically also not a white woman, Mm -hmm. I don't think that we're going to see any of that change happening within because like it's the same thing with like to compare it to the patriarchy. We have an old white men going into the patriarchy saying we're going to dismantle it from the inside out when I'm like, but that's a system that benefits you. You don't have to make it work for you Mm because it already works for you. But if non-white woman is doing that, the system wasn't built for her. And so you have to change the system from the inside out because outside of that system in your everyday life doesn't benefit you. Mm -hmm. Inside, when you're at the very top, still wasn't built for you, still doesn't benefit you. And yeah, it's frustrating. It's so frustrating. I'm just tired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also think with like the Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I mean, we've talked about it, but like I think that there's something that's like, and this is not a critique of women, which it, it is just like the nature again of the patriarchy that like we have so few women in power that when someone is, we can't a look at their flaws in a way that we feel comfortable doing mm-hmm. because it's tearing down the single woman that is really like right. per, like, like there. Even like Katie Couric, did you hear about this? Yeah. Where she took? I don't even specifically don't... remember what it was, but mm-hmm. she took something out of her interview with Ruth Bader Ginsburg because she didn't want to show her in a negative light. Exactly. And like that becomes really hard because yes, I totally get it. Like, and I think like specifically with like women publicly, unless they're doing, unless they're like racist, rage, horrible, all these things. Like, I think it's much better to call women in than like to publicly shame women for like making like a a fixable mistake because yes, it does give ammo to people to be like, fuck women. Mm -hmm. But like, but I think that like that was a really hard thing. And I think a lot of people had a really hard time letting 
her go. And especially because a lot of the people she worked with and around Ruth Bader Ginsburg were men. And mm-hmm. I think if men encouraged her to resign, like there's just, it was just like a horrible, horrible clusterfuck that didn't end, didn't end well. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. Yeah. So on a much lighter note, <laughs> my Rachel of the week is um, the Chanel advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I did get into it after you told me about it. If anybody else has not, this is on TikTok. I advise everyone to go look at it. Chanel is selling an advent calendar. I think it's in total for $825 for the Chanel advent calendar. And this girl was posting about it on TikTok. Very exciting. Like not as like a way to drag it at all. Just like a look what I got. I'm so excited. And I will full disclaimer. I don't have a lot of innate empathy for people who can who are spending exorbitant amounts of money and on something that is like not a necessity and then they like kind of get like ripped off but mostly because I understand that a lot of people like will save up money for these advent calendars because they're, it's like a great deal or whatever but you can look on the website and like see everything that is in the calendar before you buy it so if it was a investment purchase because you know you're getting your money's like you're saving all this money because you know you're going to get your money's worth. Even if you want to be surprised, you would have a friend look at it to make sure you're not getting ripped off. So when you have this kind of disposable income to like, oh, this will be a fun surprise for like $825. I don't feel too terrible for you, but it is fucking hilarious. The shit that is in this fucking calendar, $825. And the contents of it are... Oh, take in mind, it starts at five because Chanel number five. So it's not even 25 days or 24 days. And it has a like little mini perfume, keychain, lipstick, a nail polish. Most of these are sample size. Tiny little mirror, a rope bracelet with a wax stamp, like a wax seal stamp that you would peel off of a letter. A plastic mini snow globe and a Chanel dust bag. Nothing in it, just the dust bag some stickers, a tiny, tiny, mini little hand cream and a money clip. Again, incredibly small, a paper like flip book and a singular (laughs) like wax seal. So they have like the wax seal keychain, the wax seal bracelet, and then just a wax seal, like not a wax seal kit. Not that you can do it just again, like a piece of wax. And they're selling this for all of that. And even with the upcharge of like Chanel and the things that most of these are like free gift with purchase that people have like figured out from past years that they've like accumulated to be in this advent calendar, even with the markup of Chanel, with the branding markup, it's only about like $200 worth (laughs) and it was sold for $825. So the containers that it comes in is worth about $400. Is that what they're saying? Basically. And again, like, but if you actually like took away the Chanel name in total, it would be like $50 a hundred or maybe $50, like in total, like absolutely wild. But then the girl went on to say on her TikTok, which Chanel, the international communication client experience strategy director at Chanel Fragrance and Beauty, he has disputed her claim, which she said that Chanel went and blocked her on TikTok, which I think is the fucking most hilarious thing you could do is like a PR move that it's like someone's reviewing your calendar. She was also very nice about it. Didn't she show that they blocked her? I'm pretty sure that she did. And like, you can tell if someone's blocked you on TikTok. Mm -hmm. 
They said, we've never blocked access to the Chanel TikTok page to anyone because it's not an active account and no content's ever been published. We are committed to sharing our creations with followers on all social media we are active on. Our pages are open to everyone and our followers are free to express their feelings and opinions, whether they're enthusiastic or critical. And it is fucking hilarious. Really what I took away from this is I am a little bit of a hater in the sense that I'm like, I kind of love this like major fashion house brand ripping off rich people. I kind of live for that drama. But it's still part of the problem. Exactly. So like at the end of the day, I'm like, no one is succeeding in this. I'm laughing at it for like a couple of minutes. But I just think that like it is, it's absolutely wild. And like, I don't know if you're familiar with like Chanel's been like, they changed the prices this year of like, they always will every couple of years to like adjust for like market value, they will increase the prices of like everything. And they did that again this year. And it was like the biggest jump that they've ever had. And it's just like so embarrassing and so fucking funny. But now I'm completely on TikTok uh, advent calendar, like luxury advent calendar. And if anything, this just makes me like want to get a, like a really fancy one. Like the Dior one, like looks so pretty. And I'm like, this is like so fun. Like I want one, but I could never spend that much money. I just want them with chocolates in them. That's all I want. Get one. I mean, I can. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't care about See, the... I can't have the chocolate. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you I, can't have chocolate. When so I this found is... out that there's like an advent calendar that I could enjoy, I was like, wait, I because I've only ever seen chocolates and alcohol and I like mm-hmm. don't drink and I can't eat the chocolate. And so I'm like, this is like real exciting for me. Like I would love to get like a little like makeup-y one. Like that's fun. But it is wild. Like I think the Dior one is only like $400 or maybe 500 Like the Chanel one is so much more expensive than these other ones. And has shitty stuff in it. It's shitty. The flip book was probably one of my favorites. Well, that is my Rachel of the Week, Chanel specifically. And I am just, I'm loving it. So if anyone has any other like advent calendar drama, like please, please send me on any of those like rabbit holes I can get into, like the TikTok ones. Like I love it. Well, that's it for our episode, right? Mm-hmm. That is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you would like to vote again, head on over to the Instagram dot and dot melissa also if anyone has any suggestions for like what we should change our username to yeah let us know it was definitely not our first choice or second or third or fourth or fifth i don't even think i think it was our 27th yeah. choice we were tired and then, and then we were like we'll change this later and then we it's did. been months it has been months um so yeah let us know and go comment what should they comment on the last picture that we posted Posts, who would you want at your reenactment <gasps> yes <laughs> for your engagement who would you want? Could mm-hmm. be celebrity. Mm-hmm. That would be funny. Yeah. I love that. Mons and I played this game all the time before we got engaged. That if you could like make your celebrity bachelorette party, like who would you invite? Mm. Like who would who would you bring? And you don't have to bring any. You can do it in like that. Your regular friends would be there, yeah. So they would fit in, or you could do it. You've already had one with your friends, and you're just having one with celebrities. Issa Rae. Uh huh. Good one. Oprah. Actually, Oprah and Gil. Oprah and Gil have. They have always to come been together. My yes. Always um, been. Because I was like, they bring the party. Yeah, they do. And Kelly Clarkson. When I tell you, you have named three people who have been on my list consistently. <laughs> my additions were Tiffany Haddish. Oh, yes. And yes. Melissa McCarthy. Yes. Yes. That Those were my. I think Melissa McCarthy would be pretty mellow, though. But the... I think she would take care of me. Yeah. I think Tiffany Haddish would be like, open your mouth. You're drinking. Yes. And I think Melissa would be like, it's okay, sweetie. You're mm-hmm. fine. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think Gail would also be an instigator. Gail's definitely, that's why I said both of them have to uh-huh. be there together. And I think Oprah would be like, 
I think she would like teeter in the middle, but mm-hmm. I think Melissa, and Melissa McCarthy's so funny and she's, I met her once and she's so kind and yeah. just like so sweet and so nice. Hold on, Adele. Adele, I've also put Adele <laughs> on mine. Yeah. Adele has to be there. Has to. Yeah. Also just imagine hanging out with Kelly Clarkson and Adele specifically. Mm-hmm. I love that. Also, Gail is one of my favorite people in the entire world. So like, I just, yeah. I love it. And also like, I could see both Adele and Melissa McCarthy being like the best best Instagram mm-hmm. like photographers for you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Lizzo. A Lizzo would be good too. Yeah. There's my five. I'd said yeah. no to five, but now there are five. And then I would want to like go to Vegas and I would want Lizzo to perform. Yeah. Lizzo plus Adele performing. Adele would perform at the end of the night when it's time to go home. Yeah. She would perform on Sunday night. Yeah. We're about to leave. But then Lizzo would perform like the first night that we yeah. get there and it's like raging. It's yeah. so fun. Plus us. I know, right? <laughs> I feel like they'd like us. I know. I feel like it'd be really fun. Yeah. It'd be very fitting. Uh, well, let us know who yours would be. Reenactment or your bachelorette party mm-hmm. and specify. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like they would be, definitely be different. I would want a comic at the reenactment to just like roast it as it was happening. <laughs> and like, what the fuck is this? Well, uh, that is it. And uh, yeah. Oh, we should. We've never read a review for this show. Oh, we should. Okay. And then also don't forget, we have another podcast. Don't blame me. It comes out on Mondays. Oh, let me read this one. It's just a compliment to you. Bruh, love both pods. Melissa has the best complexion. This is all. Okay, bye. I can ver- <laughs> I can verify. Your skin is flawless. Thank and you. never dull. Like you all like your, your skin is always glowy. Thank you. You know? I do a lot to make it that way. Well, Thank you've you. you've succeeded. Thank you. I'll read one. 11-10 is the title. 11 out of 10. Oh, 11 out of 10. I was like, is that the, the date? Because I was like, you left this on November 26th. And this is from Dolly underscore 26. Let's just pretend it's Dolly Parton. Thank you, Miss Parton. Having a second podcast to listen to from Megan and Melissa was the most exciting news. I wish I could listen to a new episode every single day. I could never get sick of listening to these two. They feel like big sisters with endless knowledge and advice to share. I couldn't recommend their podcast enough. So nice. Thank you. And both of our names are spelled right. So you get a diamond. You get a diamond. Not that I can give you one, but like. I've never given one on this show. Look. Look at you, Dolly. People that just listen to this <gasps> show may not know what that means. Dolly Parton would be fun, too. Yeah. But are we going to get, like, Hannah Montana Dolly or, like, Miley Do- Dolly? Because, you know, she has two different personalities. I'd take Dolly in the blonde or take B- Dolly in that brunette wig. Okay. Like, I'll take her whatever whatever way she wants to give it. Okay. I'll take it. Okay. I would also love Rihanna. Oh, yeah. She'd bring, bring great weed for the Adele She'd concert. Bring great weed. The outfits. <gasps> I would be like, you have to dress me. Mm-hmm. You have to help me pick out. Oh, no. She would get the best Instagram pictures. And her friend, her best friend that's always with her, too. That's her assistant as well. I think about that with Lizzo's friends, too. Mm. I'm like, your friends seem fun. You yeah. can bring them along, yeah. too. This is, this is getting really big. <laughs> <laughs> More friends than we actually, actually have. have. It's like, oh, so sorry. My three friends, they can come, too. But yeah, it's mostly celebrities I've never met. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that is it. We will circle back and we will see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.